In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. How are you? Hi, Derek. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, good. Thank you for spending time with me today. Let me just first say um, the reason I jump is supremely wonderful and so underrated. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I know that's not why we're here, but believe me, we're going to no, get no, to why we're here. It was nice. <laughs> um, so I have to say there's so much to get into this. I'm not sure 10 minutes can do it justice, but I'm going to try. Um, I love the set recreation. Oh, my God. How long did that take? And was that an expensive process? I mean, yeah, for me as a documentary maker, you know, most of the time I'm working with with sort of small crews and uh, and small teams. Yeah, the reason I jumped, I think, is just a DOP and a sound recordist, and we were out kind of with people. This is like a different beast altogether. You know, much bigger crew, much bigger operation, much more planned, much more isn't it like kind of much more trying to guide a super tanker than uh, than kind of run around and and respond to a situation um in terms of the set uh you know we were lucky that morris who's the investigator at the center of the story was a kind of very mathematically minded man and he'd drawn a very precise <laughs> measured uh uh plan of the house with you know the positions of all the furniture and how they moved and and the size of the room so we that was our starting point and then there were these photographs that were taken by the daily mirror photographer and others who were in the house which enabled us really to sort of source the furniture um the family themselves janet and margaret also gave us something so some of the things you find in the house you know the jackie magazines were the actual magazines that were in the house at the time um, so it's this kind of nice combination of kind of recreation and and the real objects. The, the attention to detail is unbelievable. I, and I love the little touches you guys did where I love the actors lip syncing. I loved uh, bringing back the original witnesses. I loved all of it. Um, is it more or less challenging to have actors lip sync the dialogue that was recorded? I think it's, well, it's certainly different, you know, like this yeah. is something that none of us had done before, you know, the younger ones who were used to TikTok were maybe kind of immediately in that place and could do it very easily. I think for the older older actors, it was about finding, they said to me, it was about finding the way the character breathes. You know, once they got the, the breath of that character, they found that kind of easier from a, from a directing point of view. And, and I guess, but you know, what, what you're doing with an actor is you're taking away one of the tools of acting, which is the intonation. You know, you, they have no control over over how they say a line. Um, mm. So that that's a kind of in, really interesting challenge for an actor. They've got to deduce everything from the voice. All of their actions, all of their expressions, have got to come from the voice that's there. From a, from a directing point of view. You know, we had to be hyper planned, obviously, you know, we needed an audio cut of every scene before we started the shoot so that we knew exactly, you know, where we were going to be and what we were, what we were, what we were shooting. So certainly, you know, really different from a conventional documentary process where I'm, you know, as I get older, I, I kind of plan less and less. I'm much more trying to just be in a situation and respond to it than than having a, a detailed plan about what we're going to shoot, whereas this is much more like a, a drama shoot. Yeah, Jerry, I love documentaries, and, and sometimes they're they're very formulaic. And I like how yours kind of stepped out of the box a little bit. Like it's it's not that it becomes more watchable than the others, but just becomes different in in a super positive way. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think 
for me like the form of it is always dictated by the material and and you know this this very rich audio material and the fact that we could kind of haunt this set with, with real <laughs> recordings was a was a gift and and I, I would say like it's never about you having this idea of the form of something fully formed before you do it it's like it comes about through the process of of writing it and or you know process of planning it and, and in the end it's you just hope that that form really reflect reflects the content reflects the relationship you want the audience to have with what's going on on screen yeah so so i'm speaking with just i'm i know this is recorded but just for those watching uh jerry rothwell director of the uh enfield poltergeist releases um 1027 on um apple tv plus i have to say um you know this movie got me thinking about a few things um and one of them is if there is evil if there is a poltergeist if there is a devil then there has to be good there has to be a, a force of good i don't call it angels call it whatever you will there has to be a god you cannot have one without the other. So if you believe that this is what happened, then you have to believe that there is good and there's a God and there's faith. And, and listen, I'm an agnostic. I don't claim for to believe in faith. I don't claim that there's disbelief. Am I going over the top with this, Jerry? Am I reaching on this? Is that an over complication? I think. Things? I think so. I mean, I think there's there's a, I think there's a couple of things. I think one for the for the series we wanted to keep people in, in that space between belief and disbelief, you know, like, because that feels like a productive place for humans to be, to, to think about what do I believe in and why, and what, you know, what's the evidence. And, and that, that felt like a, a good place to keep the series. For me, I guess the paranormal is always about those things that are slightly beyond our reach, that's slightly beyond our perception. Perhaps you can't even understand them. You know, perhaps everyone that goes into that has to try and measure the poltergeist is, is barking up the wrong tree, you know? Perhaps it, the poltergeists are of a different order. You know, it's like saying, how do you measure love? Does love exist? Um, you know, most of us think that love exists, but, you know, if you tried to evidence it, it would be tricky, you know? You could only look at its impact. Um so 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 for me yeah exactly exactly what you say you know hopefully the series takes us into those areas that are really hard to describe and hard to hard to pin down but are really fundamental to the way humans experience the world yeah that's well said you know and i have to say so it's, it's a wonderful story uh, it, it's to me this is how i define it not about a demon it's not about enfield it's not about a family this is morris gross's story this is this is he is the secret sauce of this movie. I mean, just for those listening, this man was married over 50 years. He's a veteran of Dunkirk. Are you kidding me? He sounds unbelievably like Michael Caine. Uh, he's got this unique look. He he loses his youngest daughter, and that's kind of what sparks this whole like journey and adventure. Poor Janet, his, his youngest daughter, he cared for that family, the Hodgins. He wasn't using them for any type of gain. He loved them. He loved them as a, as a, as a person. I don't know, uh, Jerry, I have to say, I love this movie on a multitude of levels. It is definitely a movie you could sit well, with Halloween around the corner and enjoy the hell out of it. But it's also a love story. It's a family story. It's a, story. It's a beautiful story. I'm gushing, but it's it's a rightfully gush, uh, I, I guess is a, the way to put it. Right, thanks, sir. It's very kind words. Yeah, and, and, and am I... And am I am I reaching by saying this is Morris's story? Like, is, is that is that a good no, way? No, I think it? that's... I think that's right. I think that's... You know, I guess we try and take people into the story from two points of view. You know, we had access to all of Morris's notebooks and diaries. And, you know, that voice you hear is all from his diaries and things that he wrote at the time. You know? And so you're coming into it on his shoulders in a way, into, into this 
into this world that he to begin with doesn't understand then forms some conclusions about and then you kind of understand deeper what motivates him and yeah so I think it's absolutely in in for me there's sort of two centers of the story you know there's Morris Morris is a center and and Janet and the family of the center and in some ways it's about what happens when those two planets collide uh two more questions Jerry and thank you for all this time Jerry, what did you what did you come away with? What, what it, I, I don't know if it's unfair for me to ask you your personal belief, but what do you think, Jerry? I mean, I, I'm sure Very every person unfair. that's interviewed you. So, <laughs> I mean, what what do you at, at the end of all this unfolding, the access you have to things perhaps we did not see, you know, that maybe you just not enough time to put in. What, what did you take away from this, Jerry? I mean, I I, I would I, I think it is I think it's probably unwise for me to come. To, to to dictate something that I hope an audience will will experience for themselves. But for me, you know, I certainly didn't come away a complete sex skeptic. The, the series is not about debunking something. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't come away as a total believer. You know, there's there's clearly a lot of sort of psychological kind of group things going on there as well. I think it's this kind of mishmash of 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 all of those different possibilities, you know, and 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 the 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 answer really is that we don't we don't know, you know, and mm. I'm not sure we can know. Certainly, we, I don't think we can know about the end for Poltergeist because it's 50 years old and and uh, we'll never, you know, as I said, you know, what we have is largely sounds, you know, and sounds are very ambiguous, which is probably why. They they're very compelling as well because and and it works yeah it works better because you're providing the visuals like I I oh you prov- provided visuals but yeah the sound li- gives it a little bit of an eeriness I guess yeah um, for sure y- you know and this is for those listening this is the story behind the second Conjuring am I right with that yeah that's right yeah yeah it's Conjuring two yeah which yeah. I haven't watched actually I, <laughs> I try to avoid anything that might influence me so I, I don't know whether it's. Uh, uh, similar to it or very different jerry when you look at the final product what are you most proud of right because this is this this just looks like a great documentary it feels great there's so much to it there's so many layers um what are you most proud of maybe another unfair question but you know what, when you look back at it I, I think i'm kind of i'm proud of the way in which it holds in balance all of those different things that we've, we've been talking about you know it, it still feels to me quite a strange thing we were all involved in and we've come up with something that's quite unusual and, and unique and I just hope an audience appreciated that I mean people might just think it's weird but I hopefully hopefully um hopefully that the kind of strangeness of it is something that kind of creates ripples for an audience and makes them kind of think about it long after they stop watching it and it does pull you back and forth. This will be the last thing I say. I'm sorry. I, I get really amped up when I like thinking these wonderful documentaries um you know you, you do go back and forth a little bit you know because like Part of me is like, boy, these sisters are good actors. They're really good. And then, and then I go back to like, well, stuff was just flying around the room. Like, it's almost like you know, when you watch a documentary or some movies or shows, you can tell where you're, they're trying to push you some way. And you mentioned it before. The way you've kind of let the audience decide what they want to believe—that's an art itself. That's the art. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the the yeah the job the job of the series is to is to get an audience thinking about those questions. It's not necessary. It's a, it, and give them the tools for the answers, but not necessarily give the answers. You know, I think you have to. You don't want to hide things that you know. If there was like definitive evidence that you know this never happened, you would be obliged to put it in. But if there was definitive evidence the other way, you know, in the end, most of it is about about the, the raising that question and getting people to think about those those issues. 
Yeah, October 27th, um, you can catch the Enfield Poltergeist on Apple TV Plus. Such a good series. And thank you so much uh, for this time, Jerry. I'm a big fan, and, and I look forward to more of your work on the road. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.